0: Welcome back to the Get More Podcast, where we're going to get you more money, more marketing, more business strategy, more community, and just more of the good stuff that you need in your life every day. All right, y'all, welcome back to the Get More Podcast. So we are actually doing something that I have never done before, and we have a return guest with us. I've got Robin back on, and we are going to dive into some deep stuff. We're going to dive into some crazy stuff. We're going to dive into stuff that you've probably never heard of. Also probably because I've never heard of it. And this is going to be kind of more of almost a podcast takeover. I'm going to let her take the reins. I'll ask some questions along the way. We both really haven't prepared anything for this. So we are just riding spirit. We are riding whatever, gonna, whatever is going to come to us at this point. And I'm super excited for whatever is about to happen. Maybe if this goes super well. I'll do more podcast takeovers. I've kind of been living that. I don't really know where the podcast is going. I was really sure about it at the beginning of the year. And now we are halfway through 2021. And I'm like, where's this going to go? What are we going to do? Am I going to try this new thing? I am obsessively trying new things, new life and business, new podcast things, new spirituality things. So I'm open to whatever is about to happen. And I hope you are just as open to it as well, my dear audience, reader. That's a very Bridgerton thing. Still really into Bridgerton. If if you haven't watched Bridgerton, just do it. Just commit, just commit, read the books. It's a good time. It's a good time. But Robin, if you just wanna, whatever we wanna do, let's do it. Let's do the things.
1: Thank you so much for that epic intro. It was so much fun listening. What's Bridgerton?
0: We'll have to. It's too (laughs) soft. It is. So I am a romance novel junkie, and it is based off of this eight series of like these kids. English, it's it's basically like a family of eight kids, and every book is them finding love in steamy, spicy, sexy ways. And Netflix made it into a show. The entire first season is spicy. It is a whoof. I'm pretty sure it's it's Netflix as close to the line as like softcore pornography as we can get, but like romantic because they they shot it, the whole premise is it's shot from the female gaze instead of the male. So it's all very romantic and sensual and I have watched it too many times and then I read the book and it is, I yeah, I have a lot of feelings about the actors and I'm very excited for season two, which is supposed to be even spicier. And I am a spicy, smut-filled, give me, just, I just want to read really smutty books that have no real plot. Like, I don't care. Plot is irrelevant. Just give that to me. And that's what Bridgerton did. And it gave me some plot. And it's really cute. It's like the most watched thing on Netflix in the last, like, six months. They broke all Netflix records. So there's that.
1: Well, I just stepped into single lady life, so you caught my attention, and I finished Outlander, so I had nothing dirty to watch on Netflix. So this will be yeah, this, is- <laughs> this will be my my late night popcorn <laughs> date. Late
0: night everything. Uh,
1: I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm totally gonna
0: watch that tonight. Thank you. See, it came up for a reason. Spirit knew what I needed. <laughs> you need it. And anybody listening to this, you also need it. You think you don't, and my husband didn't think he needed it. He enjoyed it. It was a good thing. It it appeals to everyone. It's emotional and it's romantic and it's a lot of sex. It's a... It's like like good sex. They have good sex. It's not even just like half-hearted banging. It's like... It's romantic. And it's, yeah. It's like romantic sex in a show that doesn't like degrade women in that regard. It's great like she's in control she's coming the shots it's great
1: yeah I need that in my life sign me up (laughs) I'm all for it (laughs) so thank you for that that's a fun way to get this going I'm going to reintroduce myself uh, for those who maybe haven't listened to the first episode that we did together and if you haven't you should go back and listen to it because it's an epic conversation but my name is Robin. Um, I am the Empowerment Witch on Instagram. I just started my own podcast, the Empowerment Witch Podcast. And I'm a psychic medium. I love to do uh, guidance sessions, bringing in messages from spirit that people need to know most to create the best lives for themselves. I'm all about empowerment, as you can tell from my name. So I'll pull in uh, lots of different tools in these sessions and kind of let spirit guide it, whether that might be inner child healing, I might peek into your past lives, maybe a deceased loved one will come in. I kind of just let them flow and each container is very unique and amazing and living this way has been a total life changer. Um, And before I kind of did those, I uh, was doing like a hypnosis modality i'm still doing it uh i will pull it out when i feel it it is time or if i get that little nudge i may may put it back up on my services but i do have a ton of amazing stories from those sessions um i i cannot wait to to talk about those it's it's more than just like past life it's parallel lives, future lives, alien lives. <laughs> you could even go to like say there was some unresolved things in your childhood and stuff like that. We may stay just in this life and from doing those sessions it like open it opens up the quantum gates of possibility and really will like expand your mind, twist it into a pretzel to like understand just how like multidimensional we are as humans. And I I think the coolest thing is like me as a practitioner, I like to have one foot in the physical world and one foot in the spiritual. And I kind of feel like I'm this bridge. So as cool and interesting as all this information can be to learn about our past lives, I think it's so important to learn foundational things like eating healthy, exercising, setting boundaries, like talk therapy. There's, there's so many different ways to help us become like, The highest version of ourselves and I'm passionate and like honored to be able to embody both sides and and bring a balanced approach to spirituality which I think we all need right now because I know what it's like to go too far on one end and the other so I feel pretty happy to be sitting right in the
0: middle and uh, having this conversation today. What is it like on the too far spiritual side because I don't think As I tread into that, I haven't gotten too deep. It's there and I'm learning and I'm investigating. But I definitely, so I definitely been on the not at all, all spirituality is hippy-dippy woo-woo bullshit and I think it's all stupid. Like I lived that and now I'm like, oh wow, I was so close-minded and dumb and I just like, like when I think back to that, I'm like, I was just shutting down so many possibilities like so many things that I could have been open to in my life and as I tiptoe into spirituality what is like too far what is what is that far side yeah
1: well this will be my personal opinion and from my experience of kind of going on the deep end or going off the deep end um the way I see it is when like, you kind of lost touch with reality. So it's like, you're just, it's, it's, I want to say it like when you become so like airy fairy and whimsical and you're like, I don't need to pay my bills because the universe has my back and um, kind of like bypassing like the, the physical stuff that we really need to like set up our best lives um, to like, you know, neglect your bills and I don't know, not eat healthier. Let me think here for a moment. Almost like toxic
0: positivity for spirituality where everything will be fine and I don't have to do anything. I just have to think that everything will be fine. I don't have to take any action or be held responsible for anything that I do either.
1: Yeah, that's one part of it. And I kind of was like very passive for like a year while I wanted to start my business. Cause I was like, well, the universe will just bring it to me and that'll be okay. And I'm always going to be taken care of. And while it is good to have those thoughts, I really just, uh, I didn't do anything. And the magic and miracles in my life came from taking aligned action, not in the bypass the energy. And then by taking aligned action, things got easier because little miracles and random things would come in. And that was really cool. But you can also like become too far when like, you know, you want to identify your Pleiadian in this life and like, that's who you identify with. And you kind of become detached from your human and identify more with maybe these other aspects that have been introduced to yourself. So, you know, when you're suddenly like a Pleiadian being and and you live, eat and breathe that and yeah, I, I found there can be a really dark side to spirituality as well as people who are practicing without discernment, like they're addicted to their pendulums, they're addicted to their cards, they're, they're so, um, it's like you're outsourcing your power to divination tools, even to spirits because, so one of my passions is spirit discernment and I just see a lot of irresponsible spiritual practices that are happening that I think are quite alarming And I think that we need to have a lot more like education before we just decide to pick up, you know, our pendulum and call in spirits and not be afraid to like, I don't know, ask, ask deeper questions and educate ourselves on it. Like I've spent the last couple of years, like nerding out over esoteric knowledge and it really helped me it like it pulled me out of the spiritual world and back into like you know you're going to attract who you are as a person um and it taught me about things like you know volunteering and donating and doing good in the world and and living well and living with intention and it it was able to like it, I felt like I was lost for a while in like my alien world and and all of that and while it's something i'm super like like passionate about and excited about um, when you feel like you know you're not grounded then that's when it can become an, a, a bit of a problem and so my passion is to help people like since i've already done all of this i want to like i want to help people get to like that balanced state between both worlds because i also work with essential oils and i help people become really healthy in their physical body, because that's number one. It's like, let's, let's treat our human, our body um, first, get healthy, you know, take, take inventory of what our lives look like. And then when we get our foundations and we are feeling really rooted, really grounded, really safe, then it's a wonderful time to start opening up when you're doing so with a teacher a mentor that has already been through it because it can be a really scary world out there i had an experience where i was um in a mediumship group for a while and i had a really scary experience with an entity from being in that group because we would just open up the circle there was no discernment they didn't want to talk about uh low vibrational energies they didn't want to have that discussion it was like They were opening up to the spirit world, but with like a lot of fear. So it was like the no go zone. It was all light washed and quite frankly, unsafe, but I was really naive at the time. I I knew I wanted to begin practicing spirit led me there for a very divine reason to have this experience because of my role as a teacher now, but what ended up happening is I'm having this like absolutely terrifying experience. I like, I couldn't sleep. I didn't know what to do. I was being bothered by a spirit and I tried to ask for help and I got turned away and I felt like I had done something wrong, that there was something wrong with me. I'm like, well, I must be awful because I attracted this experience and I'm just, I'm not good enough to practice. And I was like terrified. And then I had already done Reiki at this point. So I went to my Reiki teacher trying to find help. She turned me away too. She didn't want to deal with it. And it just left me feeling like I had seriously fucked everything up. And that, yeah, I I was like, almost like I felt like unlovable, unworthy. And um, like, yeah, I'd done something terribly wrong. So I ended up... Um, talking to a friend and got connected with a lady, uh, in the GTA who actually, she works with like the new age practices to help people who have invited in entities in their life because they're practicing unsafe. (laughs) Um, you could call it magic, but I, I don't really think it's magic. I think it's every day, but it's like, they're inviting in energies with zero knowledge and discernment. And even as people listen, maybe they'll get a little freaked out by the word entity, right? Because it's like unknown. We see in movies like, oh, the exorcist. And there's all these like really terrifying things out there that just like chill us to our bones because we've been conditioned to be so afraid of it. But if you don't understand what's in the unseen, you shouldn't be playing in it. In my opinion, (laughs) only because I had this experience and I feel like as a teacher, um, it's the most important thing to me that you know I am okay with shadow. I'm okay with helping people work through it. I'll never judge someone. And if I can't help you specifically with something, I will always help you get to someone who can because I know many people who work in this. And then, so I guess going back to um, this lady who, who helped me deal with it, like her job specifically was to help people who were having unpleasant experiences and didn't know where else to turn. So it was a huge learning experience for me. And like, I cannot emphasize enough, like find someone who is well-trained in this area, when you're ready, find someone who you can have all conversations with, who will teach you about the light and the dark. We can't just be all one side. And until we do that, you know, there's just going to be a lot of like, you'll see these channelers out there and they're like, I am Jesus, or they're like, I am. And they have this like big inflated ego about who they are. Well, you know what that is? That's an entity that's tricking you. (laughs) They're going to say they're beings of love and light. They're going to, they, they have an interesting dialogue and they, they will trick you. Um, that was my experience. It was like, I'm your spirit guide. And my gut was like, I don't know about this. And I I did question the whole experience and tried to seek out help um, while it was happening. But number one, trust your gut. And two, now when I work with spirit, I know how to go directly to who I'm like intending to connect with. And I can open in a safe space. I know how to question a spirit. I understand a sermon. And I also know how to do entity removal, which we do in hypnosis. So it's, it's quite complex. It's very interesting. If it, this conversation is giving you the willies good because <laughs> it did for me at the beginning, but now I talk about it with a smile on my face because really at the end of the day, most of these beings are just like deceased people that have like lost their way in the astral realm and they've kind of like hardened over time and often they need help transitioning. So they can try to come off as some really scary, spooky thing, but really when you kind of, <laughs> I don't know, work with them and talk to them, you can help them get to a very loving place and it's, it's an act of, of love and understanding and I deal with it with compassion. I don't know, put that on your radar because there's so much new age practice going on right now that, I mean, when I see it, I just want to like... <laughs> reach into my phone and just shake them and be like, don't don't tell people to do that. I saw a prominent uh like Instagram influencer and she had like 10k followers and she's like I'm a witch and is like everybody grab your pendulums and let's just pick it up. But like really what you're doing is you're picking up like the cosmic telephone dialing out there to anything. And what do you think is gonna pick up? And I see this all too often. Um, as soon as like your gut feels off about something, trust it. We just, we're so like taught to like think in our logical mind, but when we get back into our bodies, you're going to be your best guide. And eventually when you get so good with spirit discernment, you're just going to know in your body always, you're always going to know in how it feels. If something feels a little bit contracted or a lot contracted that's your red flag but when you feel expansive and light that's your green light and it does take a little bit for us to kind of reconnect because we've been trained our whole lives from like the second we're put into schools that the only information that's right is like what we can memorize from a book and we're graded and it's like science is religion it's like if you if you can't uh, see it, then it doesn't exist. But in my world, I'm like, if I believe it, then I actually am able to open myself up to it and perceive it, which is why I've become like a very good uh, psychic. I, I take a lot of pride in how my readings have gone. I took two years to practice. I, I actually paid to give people readings and I did them for free because I wanted to really hone in on my discernment and learning how to like really connect and do it from a place of authenticity like when you come to me for a reading like I can I can guarantee it's going to be a good one because I know how my containers are set up and they've always been phenomenal and I I do so as like in service I put myself aside I think it's it's been one of the coolest experiences to do a reading because I um what am I going to say here? I do so with complete blind faith. And I, like, I, I don't even meditate before it, unless I may be taking like a few deep breaths to just like prepare and get in my body, but I know nothing about the person and what's going to come up. And it's crazy because some of the things that I like, I see and hear, like, I can be like even embarrassed or like annoyed that I have to be the one to deliver it, but you do. And And oftentimes, like, those are the most magical pieces of information is when you can just learn how to deliver um, with so much trust. It's taught me how to live my life with trust because spirit has led me every step of the way from um, on the first episode that we talked, you know, I was in a car accident. I was quite ill for a while. And it's like spirit led me from that moment, that huge turning point, redirection in my life to meditation, to having these experiences, to like meeting the right spiritual teachers who were educated, informed, and epic. And, you know, every single step of the way, I have like so many like insane divine synchronicities that got me from where I was to where I am. And it really blows my mind that, you know, just a few years ago I was being called a mute and I've done so much work uh, on the inside To now be, you know, sharing these conversations, talking boldly, starting a podcast of my own and like being ready to just like rip into the world, uh, just real as fuck. And, and having these conversations that, you know, a few years ago, it would have like, I couldn't even have imagined gotten here, getting here. So, I mean, it's, it's trust, man. It's all about trusting. And that's really what my, what empowerment is. And that's what um, lights me
0: up. That was a huge riff. <laughs> Empowerment is trust. That that I love. So when when you're channeling your spirit, is it always the same? Do you have a a spirit guide that you've connected with that takes you through or are they different depending on like when just when you're working with yourself when you're trying to figure out things for yourself is it one for you because obviously when you're with other people you're probably channeling those but like for you has it always been the same because I don't think I've ever really had a like spirit channel moment or at least not one that I've clearly comprehended in a realistic way. At least not for me. I probably have. And I just like don't know it or I haven't realized it. Like if I did like a reading, I'd be like, oh, I, yeah, like that's that energy has been with me for like a long time, but I'm not in a place where like I can discern that. But for you, is it like the same or do they change? like depending on what you need do you have do you have like a whole army of spirit guides who are like it's my turn let me go help with this or is it the same kind of knowing that hangs out with you and is like what's what's this this feels good this is some information let's let's focus on this guiding like the same spirit hanging out with your pendulum which i have no idea how to use so i guess you know no new age pendulum for this girl no idea i think it's unique
1: um for people because Spirits don't have form, right? So it's almost as if, like, if a sweet lady would be like the most appealing um, and trusting guide for you, that's likely how they would appear. But I mean, uh, a body and a name is more so for us as a human to relate to and connect with. So, like, I have, I have like um, names and like bodies that I can see when I go and I talk to them and I I question them. Don't ever be afraid to question a spirit; they welcome it. But um, when I when I communicate with them, but I feel like I don't limit myself to just a spirit guide. I actually kind of like I work with like a collective of beings that it's like they'll they'll bring in the energies as I need them. So it is kind of fluid as I move. Um, Working with like mother Mary has been very new to me, but it's, she's been coming in a lot lately. And I've had a lot of experience with like Isis and Anubis and, um, these different like goddesses or deities that you can choose to work with. Like some people may even want to bring in like Kali. That's like that, like really, uh, bold, um, swift fiery feminine energy that like if you you invoke her she's gonna like really shake your life to like (laughs) give you some boundaries to slay um there's there's different energies that that you can invoke and and work with um so i think it's it's kind of like i don't know i think for for everybody we do have these almost like familiar spirits that guide us through life um Sometimes that'll be like when, you, when you're when you just thinking and you're like, you have a good thought and then you have a negative thought, right? It's like, well, are all of our thoughts our own or can spirit communicate with you through your own thoughts? You know, there's different ways that they, they work with us um, but you can become more intentional and familiar with them over time. But before I do a reading, like I have a specific prayer and invocation way of connecting and that allows me to bring in um, whatever... I need most and the client needs most for that reading. So I kind of put myself aside and allow in the energies. And I will be teaching a workshop on discernment soon. So I'm really excited for that to offer it for those who are ready to take yeah that next step and are looking for some direction. But that's kind of how I work with it. I don't know if that answers your full question.
0: I think so. I think I'm just not very in tune to spirit anything or discernment because i don't got discernment for shit (laughs) i make terrible choices (laughs) i make terrible choices and then i just hope for the best and i hope that i uh make the best out of those um often poor poor decisions that seem like a good idea and then afterwards i'm like why did i do that no part of that was an alignment so discernment and i we are not friends we live on the other side of the lake from each other and I can't swim. So like, I just wave a lot. How do you improve on that? How do you get to a place where you can like trust your own discernment? And it's not necessarily. Cause like I, I lived that whole like logical school-based textbook science. If I can't see it, it's not, it's not real. Like I lived that life. So changing from that is a lot of trusting faith and, And as much as I've gotten, like, those confirmations of trusting my gut in some situations, a lot of it's also backfired on me, too. And I don't know if that's necessarily because I am picking the wrong things or I'm still so ingrained in the logical give me pros and cons list. I need to think about it for, like, six to 12 business days. I, at as much as, like, I'm learning my human design and it's, like, think about things for, like, one to three days and then if you can't make a decision after that, like it's probably a no. Like, and I'm over here just like I need long periods of time to think about things. Am I overthinking them? Am I questioning them too much? I don't know. I'm just hoping for the best all the time. How can I improve upon discernment of what is a uh, what that what that looks like? What is that? So look I have
1: yeah I got two two answers to that question. So number one, um. So I like to think of life as like a Mario level. And when we're looking for like that next up level in life, it's almost like, you know, when you set a boundary for the first time, you're going to be tested with people, places, situations that are going to push that. Or, you know, you've made a decision. Okay, I am am done dating this type of man. And guess who comes in in a beautifully wrapped package? Well, the same kind of energy. And it's like, are you going to say no? What are you going to do? Right. And so those types of situations are the bowser of the Mario level. And it's like, can you defeat it? So when you start looking at life a little differently, instead of, you know, while you're in the game, you can't see what's really happening. It's just like coming at you day by day by day. But when you can kind of lift your view out a little bit and observe what's going on, you'll actually, it's like, it's pretty crazy. It's very matrixy. Like, um, you'll you'll notice and you'll be able to be like oh I know what that is I know what that is and how am I going to act and that's playing with energy it's crazy because you know once you're like once you've made a decision that's usually going to make you uncomfortable you're going to have to work through some triggers some fears choosing yourself like seriously radically like declaring that to the universe that's that's when like your life starts shifting really fast and it can get like pretty magical pretty quickly when you see it like that and then uh step t- or answer number 2 i'm trying to remember what that was going to be so we're talking about oh i know okay um so yes answer number 2 is so there's many times where i uh well like not a thousand percent trust myself I'm like I'm I don't know what to do like it can be a struggle sometimes when we're learning to like trust your gut and our in our mind because we're literally rewiring our brain to like kind of have that like heart brain connection it does take time and that's where it's really important to like bring in support into our lives the only reason I got to where I was was like a spirit like whispered into my ear one day when I was about to turn down a mentorship and they're like ask for something you've never seen before and I like heard that thought and I was like weird okay um I'm like okay universe if I'm supposed to make this decision send me something I've never seen before and within like 10 seconds I had like a creepy bug on my shirt fancy bug yeah and it's been more than that like a recent story um it was back in February and I wasn't sure if I was uh, like, I started feeling like it was time to break up uh, with my boyfriend. And I felt like the situation at home and the dynamic of the relationship was holding me back, even though I loved him a lot. And, you know, it had come up many times in the relationship, but I, I could feel that it was time, but I was scared shitless. And it was this opportunity to, have trust again. Right. But I was, I was scared. So I asked spirit. I'm like, I need some help. So please send me some help. And later that day I won a contest and I got, um, a free reading with a psychic. So I scheduled that and she's like, you need to leave. And spirit's telling you, you already know this. Like it was amazing session, but there's me still like, that's not enough. I'm like, maybe she cold read me i don't trust this i i need more spirit i'm like i even though it was like in my face right and and i knew in my heart and my soul i still needed more so i'm like okay spirit i need something so unmistakable so bold that i cannot i cannot ignore it right i cannot make excuses for this i'm like i need it now please send it to me Later that day, I'm walking out of the garage with my boyfriend at the time and my son. And there's this picture frame on the ground and it's a collage. And it's got like, you know, those frames that have like a few different ones and then it says family in it. Well, somebody took a hammer to the damn thing. um, And the glasses all smashed in front of all these family pictures. And then my son says, well, it looks like that family's splitting up. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Thanks, Spirit. I, I hear you loud and clear. <laughs> I, have, I gave me chills. Oh, right. Shit. Don't be afraid to like get specific with the signs that you need. That's Ask that's really bold. how i navigated. Yeah. That so was bold a bold sign. Shit. Right? And like, <laughs> we were saying it to him because we had kind of had some conversations about it. He's like, that's just a coincidence. I'm like, no, the fuck it's not.
0: <laughs> like, I'm sorry, i don't like, think he knew it's i not asked a coincidence for it anymore
1: no none of these things are coincidences um yeah i i have endless stories like this my ex he's like what the fuck do you do robin for your life to be so magical like you're constantly bringing in people and like stuff and like situations like it's like everything is like laid out for you but it's because when i ask for a sign, and it comes, like it always does, I've learned to trust it. Because when I when I have in the past, my life became insanely good by listening. Even when it took, you know, leaps of faith. Spending that money on that first mentorship, I think it was like $700. And I'm like, I'd never spend money on myself. And by doing that, I'm where I am today. I wouldn't I would never have gotten here without it. And that was like the first time I had had like, it was like spirit taught me this method and they've held my hand and supported me through this process. And every step of the way, every time I get the, okay, yeah, it's there's zero doubt in my mind, I have to do it. And it's like, the more I do it, like even when it comes to like investing in myself and uh, following, I would say like, I created this reality where like, I do what feels good. I mean, I invite in structure and, and like the foundational things, but the way that I live my life is very different from the, the way that we've been taught to live, but it's like, I'm in a dance with spirit all of the time. And I don't know, I think it's kind of like the secret really, because it's, it's how you quantum leap and grow like exponentially fast. The office that I'm sitting in right now, like I haven't quite set it up, but like I was telling you before we got on here, it's like exactly the same as what I had for my vision. And I had no idea any of this was so close. The place I'm in now, it was like absolute miracle that I got it. I got it against all odds and I knew it was coming. And uh, my first podcast episode is all about that because I live at uh, number 666, which I think is pretty epic. (laughs) I went into like superstition energy. You want to (laughs) like work through your 666 trigger, go listen to my first episode because I bring a lot of peace to that,
0: I would say. But yeah, like 666. 666. I think I think it's because I played Yahtzee a lot as a kid and I just wanted all the sixes. And if you could get three sixes and then like the five and the four, that was like one of the hardest ones to get. So I honestly really like that and because I didn't really grow up religious, I didn't even know that 666 was some like devil nonsense until I was much older and I was like, y'all calm down, calm down, it's a number. And now I'm like, synchronicities are great. But even now when I see it, it's just, it's three numbers. There's, there, there's no devil hunting me down if I see a 666, unless I have decided that I would like to be hunted by devil energy, I guess. Which in that case, like that's on me. It's not really on it. It's like on me. But so I guess sometimes I'm lucky I didn't grow up with that. Cause I'm like, whatever. It's numbers are... At least for me, like, when I do see, like, synchronicities of numbers, I'm, like, I get more excited because I'm, like, because as I love number things like that. I love the consecutive numbers. I feel good at those numbers. So, like, whenever I see them, I'm, like, oh, that's lucky. I like that. Yeah, perfect. Awesome. Or I see the same numbers. I'm, like, yeah, I like that. Cool. It just does good things for me. So. And 666 seems like it's such a rare thing, too, because it's not a time I'm going to see on a clock. Generally, I, like... I'll see it on like receipts or when we get the Chick fil A and it's our number. Yay. Knock the superstition things off, y'all. It's not the energy is what you're going to give to it. And if you're just, if you are intentionally putting this negativity onto something, yeah, no wonder you're only going to get negativity on it. And I say that knowing I worked in hospitality and I ain't ever worked in a hotel that had a 13th floor, it's not real. Some of them, it's like an empty floor. One of the hotels I worked at, the 13th floor was, there were no rooms. It is where they stored like extra plumbing equipment, but like nobody went onto it. It didn't exist on the elevator. You could only get it through the staff. And even then, it wasn't called the 13th floor, it was the maintenance floor. So there is that superstition too, but that's just a weird hospitality thing that I just commit to commit to at this point
1: I love how you explained like yeah it has the energy that you give it um like when you're stuck in like superstition energy that's just like a whole lot of fear that you're like giving all of your power away to like these external things and then like here's a little reality hacking tip you can customize numbers that you want spirit to communicate with you with and give them the meaning you want really I mean we are kind of in this like pretty cool matrixy world where like we really are in the driver's seat. We've just been taught our entire lives to be disempowered.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like live in that, live in that hamster wheel life. It's like you, even in like organized religion, especially it's like, this is what you believe. This is a life that you have to live and you have to do X, Y, and Z to get to this place. That is that is it and then in like you know like in at least in the generation in which we grew up go to school go to college get a job live the American dream bullshit thing that was totally a thing for like our parents like at least definitely for my grandparents I mean technically my parents managed to mostly do it you go you get a job you do you check x y and z and then you get a good life And then my generation's like, yeah, you can't fucking do that because we can't buy houses. We're drowning in student loans. And what are we supposed to do? Okay, let's get in tune with our feelings because everything else was fucking awful. And we only have so many options. I think like for my group of friends we're like, really, most of us went to college. None of us are working in the field in which we got degrees in at all, either because we realized we didn't want to do it. Or we literally couldn't find a job that would hire us with our zero experience in that field other than we went to college to get a job in that field. And they were like, we can't hire you because you don't have any experience. Well, why didn't I get a college degree in the thing that you are get an entry level job that will not pay you any amount of money so that you can work for like three years and then maybe get this job that you are overqualified for educationally anyway. And we're like, that's a bunch of bullshit. So let's just figure out what we actually like to do with our lives and do that. Let's just actually fucking do that and put a higher priority on being happier and being in alignment. And, you know, sometimes that means we're not making as much money. And sometimes that means we wasted a whole bunch of years of our damn lives doing what we thought we were supposed to do. And now I'm like, oh, haven't died doing things that I like to do getting in tune spirit and breaking out of the mold haven't died doing fine oh my god why don't other people know how to do this (laughs) sharing that with other people and you know maybe they won't come around right now but like by living this different kind of life being more in tune being more okay like finding myself connecting with different things other people are gonna see that and be like oh maybe I can do that too. And if even just like one person, I know more than one person just felt that for me, which is great. But like really it was always about like, if one other person can change their life and be happier and be better and do more, do more that they want to do, not just do more. We're not We're not all just here to do stuff. We're here to enjoy shit.
1: Yeah, I heard it's not about like what you're doing. It's about the energy that you're in while you're doing it. And I can say like, that's, that's really changed my life. Even when I go to pay for something, I put like a smiley face on my uh, credit cards and my debit cards and a little rainbow. And every time I purchase something, I like quietly say to myself, like when I'm purchasing an alignment that makes me richer. Yeah. And yeah, I, th- I think that the the energy can just uh, speak so loud uh, when it comes to, to living our best lives and, and shifting the, I should do it to, I get to do it. And I don't know, embodying more of what of what makes us happy. It, it's not, like I've, I've said before, like, it's not always easy. I lost my relationship, um, my old job, my old way of life. A lot of friends, I've been unfriended by a ton of people. I have a lot of people that think I'm probably batshit crazy because of what I do, because, you know, you're not taught it in school, it doesn't exist, but whatever. Um, (laughs) anyways, I it's, it's been such a cool journey because by just being so true to myself, like you said, like You are now in alignment with the people that are actually a vibrational match to you. That will complement your life. Like all of my friends, when I have conversations now, we give each other like tons of goosebumps. It's like, when you get like those conversations where you're just like resonating and like you get those waves through your body, I'm like, this is the kind of magnetic uh, conversation people that I want to have in my reality And if I ever feel like drained, then then I'm like, that's something to pay attention to because you're the sum of the five people you surround yourself with and you have to be intentional with your energy and living your best life is embodying, you know, your joy, what makes you happy. When I moved into my place, you know, most people are like, you need to unpack everything. The first thing I did was dig out the old dirt that was at the front of the place and I put in a garden so that I could have like a recharge station for while I, you know, unpack the house and I have to paint the whole thing. And it's like during this huge transition in my life, something that brings me joy is flowers. So I put those in. Most people would be like, why are you doing that? The house is already painted when I got in, but I didn't like the colors and there's like, you know, marks and stuff on the wall and my ex is like, why are you wasting all your time, like painting a place? Like, why don't you just get moved in? I was like, no, because it matters. It makes me really happy when I look at clean paint. And I, I want my space to reflect like how I feel inside. I want to live in a place that like has me inspired and like gets me like amped up to create every day. And by living that it's like, I create more, I'm having more fun every day. I wake up in the morning and like I've had happy tears every day this month, which I actually didn't know could be like a state of living. I'm used to like hopeless tears, depressed tears, crying in like a fetal position. Cause like everything is fucking shit. But now that it's like, you don't know what you're missing until, you know, and now that I have like lived and trusted and got to this place, I'll, I'll never live another way. I'm I'm too happy. Things are too good. Um, I'm okay with the energy exchange of um, having to take leaps of faith, even when I'm scared, because I just, I know, I know it's going to be okay. And like from where I'm sitting right now with a really nice mic and podcast equipment in front of me, dream desk, I have this like hilariously like bright pink shag carpet underneath my feet. Um, there is something that is so badass that I have this in my life that if I never decided to choose myself and follow a path that like people would think is like really, really weird, I wouldn't be here. And yeah, you know what, you can say I'm a weirdo, but I wish everybody could be this weird because like, this is what life is about. This is like living magnetically. And it's like, emotional intelligence combined with like that uh, faith and like structure and like marrying all the worlds is just like the recipe to, I don't know, epic, badass boss lives.
0: (laughs) I think it's just so important that we all at least understand like not everyone is going to live the same life as you and somebody living a totally different life than either you or us is is so aligned, and so fulfilled, and so vibing with what they're doing, and yeah, maybe they'll hear this and be like, none of this is for me, cool, whatever, that's, that's the whole freaking point, is if that is working for you, and you are like, yes, every day I wake up, and I'm excited, and I'm aligned, and I believe what I believe, and my life is going great, and it's awesome, this is maybe not for you, because you're already killing it, but if you are, Waking up and everything sucks, and you don't know what the hell you're doing, and you're just miserable, and you don't think life is worth anything, and you don't ever want to do anything. Maybe at that point is when you should just not necessarily change your whole life, but be open to the possibility that there is something else, that there's more energy available to you that you could connect to something that's going to change. Like the whole point is not that person's weird and you discredit everything that they're doing because it's not the same for you because you wouldn't want anyone to do that to you. I own that I'm a weird fucking creature. I'm a polarizing person and I used to care so much. I used to have the app on my phone, that tells you who unfollows you on Instagram. I used to pay for a service that would tell me if someone unfollowed me and I would ask them why they unfollowed me because I was so obsessed about knowing like, why, why don't you like me? Why don't you like me? And they'd be like, because I don't like this and agree with this. And I was like, oh my God. And I would panic. And I'd be like, I can change. No, no. Like, Not that I'm like glad when people unfollow me, but I'm like, cool, you showed yourself the door. I'm not for you. I'm not trying to be for you. Not trying to be for everyone was probably like the biggest, uh, like life awakening that I think anyone can have because when you are being yourself, when you are showing up as, as your authentic self, if you do lose people in your life, do not get upset about that if those people are not bringing better energy, if they're not having those good conversations, if they're not just supportive blanket, they might not get it, but they're supportive. Like some of my friends don't understand any of the things that I talk about or like my woo-woo magic, or my manifestation, but they're like, yeah, that's for you. Yeah, you do you, perfect. Because if someone in my life, I mean, I've definitely cut out people in my life who are like, what you're doing is stupid and blah, blah, blah. Like, you're never, you're never going to get into heaven. You're going to hell. Why do you believe in this? Those people, I kicked the fuck out of my life. I was like, if you can't be supportive, then I'm not here for you. And I welcomed in more people. Like, when you are living in your alignment when you are living in your right energy those people are going to find their way to you you're not gonna have any idea how the hell they got there because I have no idea like I like just sometimes I look at my text messages and there's like people that I've met in the last like year and I'm like how did you how did I get so lucky how did I bring you in how how did this happen and I'm like I have no freaking idea just like one day like one Instagram message and then like the rest is history and Like, we're so close now. And then I have like friends that I've known since I was five freaking years old that are still in my life today. When I stayed true to who I was, the right people found me and the right people left me. And I can't be, and I can't, because I've definitely left people. I always have to think of it as like I've walked away from people who weren't good for me the same way people walk away from me who I'm not good for. And respecting that and understanding that and hopefully at least for some of them like we ended on good terms where we we're like you know we're just like we don't talk we're not really in alignment you don't like what i'm doing i don't really give a shit about your opinion in this regard maybe it's best if we unfollow each other stop talking no biggie you live your life i hope you do well things like that and there's been like you know ghosting experiences have happened um, for sure. My best friend, uh, straight up just walked out of my life. The beginning of this year, no idea, just quit talking to me, blocked me on social media and was just like gone. I was like, and I was very, I was very, very hurt about that for probably like two months. Like it trashed. It was very hard after like years and years. And now I'm like, okay, maybe I wasn't good for her and she needed to protect herself and me, and I've seen a lot of our relationship, I was like, I probably wasn't, I wasn't good for her in some things, and she wasn't good for me, I'm like, okay, she was protecting her energy, it probably sucked for her just as much as it sucked for me to have to sever it, and I'm like, okay, welcome in new people, and that's hard to lose people over changing who you are, but when you are being true to yourself the right people are going to be there the right energy is going to be there but it's not going to be easy rainbows and sunshine all the damn time
1: yeah no you speak so well to that um even today i got on my stories i was mad about some stuff in the world and i don't know i had these thoughts i'm like if i like really share this opinion one, I have a lot of like spiritual people in my, in my followers, they're going to be like, that's fear and they're not going to want to hear it. And then I also have, um, my like clients with, um, like my doTERRA and essential oils and stuff. And I'm like, well, what if they don't like those? And it really was like a huge opportunity, um, to look at why I was so triggered by upsetting people. But now I try to like, instead of thinking it as, or thinking of it as a trigger, I like to think of it as an activation. It's a bowser. It's like a little bowser. Maybe it's a goomba mushroom guy. (laughs) Um, But working through that, asking myself, okay, if they unfollow me, then what? Well, like you said, well, then it's like, I have to allow this to fall away with grace because if I'm afraid to speak my opinion, really, if I'm afraid to say anything that would like regularly come out of my mouth in a regular conversation, then I'm not being true to myself. I'm trying to put on a mask for my business. And the coolest part of my entire business was like taking off the mask and the layers, um, coming back into myself and really owning all parts of it. So this was kind of like I feel like one of the the final initiations to like really ramp up my podcast to get ready for all the conversations I'm going to have and have a platform where we can like really talk about anything. Cause I'm really passionate about um, having diverse conversations. Like I, I want people who have different opinions than me. And I want to just like, I don't know, start opening up, conversation again because cancel culture is just it's ridiculous we it's it's
0: just like yeah It, it used to be a joke like cancel culture used to be like a joke thing and now everybody's getting canceled not everything is about you other people are allowed to think whatever the fuck that they want you might not agree with it but you have to accept that they can think whatever they want if it is not directly hurting you. If someone is literally assaulting you, maybe that person should be canceled. But like if someone just has a different political opinion than you, (sighs) but I am a polarizing politically viewed creature for sure. And even I'm like, you can't just cancel the other side. You can't just cancel an entire political party Because, like, one person said some stupid bullshit. I'm like, it is not. Cancel the thing that they said. They said a stupid thing. Everyone's going to say a stupid thing. But we would never fucking know about it if it weren't for this 24-hour goddamn news cycle. And the invention of Twitter. Jack Dorsey, I'm sure you meant well. I'm sure you meant well. But, you know, if we just didn't have Twitter, the world might be a better place. Or Facebook. Mostly Twitter. I feel like Twitter starts it and then, like, crazy goes to Facebook. And... Because cancel culture is all just people behind their computer screens. Because they're not going to say that shit to somebody in person. And I, I tried to live my life very... If I would not say it to someone's face, I will not say it to them on the internet. If I could not, in an actual conversation say a whole bunch of slurs and say a whole bunch of crazy shit to someone in person. I can't, you can't say it on the internet. Hiding behind a keyboard is not going to do you any good at this point in our lives, but it's everyone's. Everybody's got an opinion on everything. Everybody got a lot of things to say from the comfort of their house, but they'll never say it to you in person. The trolls of cancel culture will never say it to you in person. Yeah, I
1: agree. Can can we all just take a moment, get back to like what feels right in our bodies and like let people be, let people live, open up discussion. Like we can't, we can't censor everything. We can't, I mean, if, if we put our heads in the sand, like an ostrich, like, and it's like, oh, if I can't see it and if I can't hear it, it doesn't exist. Um, if we could all just, I don't know, start having more conversations and One of the most freeing things that I've had to learn is to like, I respect other people's opinion. I don't have to agree with them, but I've stopped trying to convince people or try to like shape my reality so that it's only comfortable for me. Like, that's why I like having conversations that trigger people or um, aren't always like the most fun to have, because I think it's important that we do and that as a society, sorry, one S is there, as a society, we, we fight for our freedom to think independently and support one another, even if the views are different, because all of these things are just more things to divide us. Humanity has just been so divided for like, every different subcategory and it's downright confusing. And I mean, there's been a lot of, there's been some good with like the progressive movement, but it has just gotten to this point now where like, I'm I'm kind of like afraid, right? Um, and I say that fear is okay to have. Like, I don't want to say like nobody have fear ever, but it's like, you can be friends with your fear and acknowledge it and hold hands with it. I think that's really important, but you know, I have two kids, so I do worry. I worry for my daughter. She's been um, really confused. She's fourteen years old, and she's been really confused about so many things. That you know, what if I even tried to open up that full conversation here? <laughs> you know what I mean? It might, it might upset some people. So it's it's tough. We're we're kind of tiptoeing. Um, around the topics and conversations that, that we can have. And I really hope for the future that we all start seeing eye to eye with one another and working to build a future. That's, I mean, that feels good that I don't know invites in freedom. Ontario just passed that C cent or C 10 bill that is going to censor like media and it's, it's going to be swayed towards the, like, pretty much the liberal viewpoints and, you know, they're going to tackle misinformation about COVID and doctors aren't allowed to speak out about anti-lockdown, anti-mask, any of those things, um, because it's now, I mean, if you step outside of groupthink, then you're in the wrong. And, you know, I just... I just hope that like people start asking questions and can see that this has been taken too far. And I say this from just, yeah, my heart, my heart's aching for the world because I want to have more. More discussions with people. And I really think back to, to like the the spiritual community and, and how much like I see them being like, if, if you talk about any of these things, then you're kind of ruining my day and I don't want to see it. And I was of that opinion for a little while too, where I'm like, I, I just can't, I can't, I, I really just got to focus on my career and things, but I do find myself like indulging once in a little while. Like I may, I don't watch the news, but I like to check because I'm like, I do, I don't want to be a Tinkerbell. I never want to be a Tinkerbell. I want to be able to like know what is happening in the world and not be afraid of it. And it's like, there's a lot of empowerment in being informed. I am a news junkie.
0: I'm a hardcore news junkie. I take a lot of pride in I want to know opposing sides of the same article. My newsfeed is both, it's very liberal and it's very conservative and it's very, here's some facts. And then I have a lot of people on the grounds, lived experiences kind of news. So I, because if I see like one thing, I'm like, okay, what is somebody else saying about that same thing? I lean very, I do lean very liberal in a lot of things. But more specifically, like when it comes to human rights and healthcare, yes, we should have healthcare for everybody. Why is this so stupid? Why? Why do we think that other that like just because you were born into a poor experience that you don't deserve fucking healthcare? I heard like a quote. It's that wealth is tied directly to health, and I'm like that is the stupidest fucking thing in the entire world. We are all humans having access to get proper physicals and if you're sick for a long time you should not be finding out when you that you, when you are so sick that you have stage four cancer when you could have found out early on and gotten treatment and the fact that if, essentially if you can't pay for it you're just going to die I think that is ludicrous and I'm all here for I'm totally here to you know pay, more to, to help somebody else stay alive. I'm, I'm here for that. I'm here to pay whatever taxes that I need to for somebody else to get their damn drugs. Because I think that would make America great again. Bullshit. You know, taking care of all Americans. Women's right to choose. Everybody should have equal rights. Everybody should have equal protections. If you are a white man in this country, you, whatever fucking privileges you have, everybody should have them, period. We're all humans, boy, like, boom, we're all humans. I think that's always what makes me most mad. I'm like, we do all realize that fundamentally and genetically, we are all humans <laughs> we, everywhere, wherever you are, whatever country you come from, whatever language you speak, whatever color your skin, you are literally a human, you are, we are all the same people. Man, did we come up with some damn bullshit. So I do steer very, all humans should be treated well. And I don't see why that's such a crazy liberal fucking idea. I don't, I'm like, how how are we not all thinking that everybody deserves to live a good life? Like why, at least in America and our whole American exceptionalism, colonial. If the whole point is that America is supposed to be better than everybody else, why are we not taking care of everyone the same what at least just be honest about it guys let's just be honest about who our laws and our political parties are for can you imagine hey. it's like
1: if everybody just stopped fighting each other for all these like <laughs> i feel like there's just so many divides that are are kind of like illusions or um the news will be like oh it's this issue and this issue and then it's like divide and divide and divide and if people were just they would stop fighting against each other constantly and collectively just looked at the bigger issues that are happening like corruption (laughs) like even behind the government or the banking systems and pharmaceutical industries things like that if people collectively took that energy to create change for all I feel like the world would be so different, but we're so distracted with, you know, what gender you are, what color, the color of your skin with, you know, are you vaccinated? Are you unvaccinated now? I mean, I feel like it's just divide and divide and divide. And if we could all just love one another. And I know I'm like, people are like, you're saying that from a privileged space, (laughs)
0: but um, I, I get that I'm in a privileged space and because I'm in a privileged space, I want everyone to fucking have this same privileged space because I know that I, I have probably gotten away with a lot of shit in my life because I am a stereotypically attractive white woman with blonde hair and very Eurocentric features and that is why when I have gotten into bar fights, I did not get arrested. I was told to leave. I hit people. And the police officer was like, you just need to go home. Like, that would not have fucking happened if I was any other Gin tone and at that point in my life in college I had no fucking idea that that was why I just like yeah okay whatever blah I'm just drunk getting in fights and I get away with it and now I'm like nope I was in a privileged fucking space that man just let me go because I was yeah they just let me go and now that I acknowledge that I have this privilege I'm like everyone should fucking have this because it should just be a baseline like Everyone should have equal opportunities. All all of the things. Like I have, a very, I have a very white girl name, Cassandra. On on paper, where I grew up, all of that shit opened doors for me. And I have no doubt that it did. Looking back, I'm like, yeah, no, I probably got the jobs that I did because I look the way that I do. I'm sure that I got specific hotel jobs. Because I would be an attractive front desk girl. And I, I know that. And then my managers at once told me that. They were like, yeah, no, they want we want people who look nice at the desk. Cool. Okay. Going with that. Whatever. And it's just like, if we are living in this privilege, we have to acknowledge that we have ooh, we have to acknowledge that we have it in order to make changes. Because the only people who can make changes for people who don't have those privileges are the people who have those fucking privileges who can make the changes. Because otherwise, those people would have already made the changes. So calling attention to it, voting things that are going to, you know, change the system, voting for people who are, you know, also, you know, not trying to hold people down and not in the process of gutting the American democracy and all of our voting rights. What is the voting process up there? What is that like for you guys?
1: Pretty easy. You just get mailed in your foot slip and then you just take it in and tick it off. I know there's like some stuff happening with it right now, potentially. I think there's there's an election coming the fall. I have to be honest, um, political stuff has not been my strong suit. It's something that like I've really this year have decided like I really need to learn more about it because <laughs> I was always, I was the Airy fairy one, it right? Was- so-
0: I was not political. And then um, Donald Trump became the Republican nominee. And my life changed just drastically. He's going to take away all my rights. Because up to that point, like I was young. I mean, like I voted for Obama. and I'll be the first one to admit, be like, oh, I just I knew I was a Democrat. And so like, I knew that's what he was. So I like I checked those boxes and that was it. I was just like whatever, yeah. No, for my party, sure, cool. It wasn't like a first African American president. Like anybody could have been in that spot for as far as I cared in 2008 and 2012. I was like whatever, I don't care. And I'm, like now I'm reading lots of like political memoirs, and I've like learned who ran against him, and I'm like oh, okay, that's who ran against him. But now would anything have been different? me would I have had different views if I had known anything about those other people, what their policies were, as opposed to just being like party lines. I mean, granted, I voted for Biden. Yeah, watching all that from Canada, it's just like, what a shit
1: show. Oh. So I actually didn't pay a lot of attention to the politics, but my ex would always watch the late night shows, and I would just like catch wind of it, and I'm like, holy fuck. It,
0: <laughs> it, there was- I need to meditate, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean- I always, I try to think of it as when Hillary lost to Trump, that was very hard, but at no point was I like, oh my God, we should do an election recount and she won. It's like, nope, he won the electoral college. That's how our fucking system works. It doesn't matter. He did not win the popular vote, whatever we get like that's how our bullshit system works fine and I accepted that and then I was like sad about it and for a year people were like, just suck it up he's your president now Bye. You won fair and square and now we're like well Biden won the electoral college vote and the popular vote so shut the fuck up I guess your guy lost like he can run again I'm I hope he doesn't but he has the opportunity to run again whatever we dealt with y'all shit for four years deal with some new he like let us pass some health care. Let us give you some stimulus money. Let's not have the housing market collapse, guys. It's okay. And then, you know, we can go back to the shitstorm that's going to be 2024. What the fuck ever? I don't, maybe global warming will ruin the planet by then. I don't know. Fuck it.
1: I guess it's more opportunities to surrender and just trust. It's like, this,
0: this is going to be okay. This I'm is like, going to be okay. Because really most, again, in that very privileged space that I get to live as a cisgendered white woman who is in a heterosexual, more or less, relationship, who's married, none of the policies that could ever really happen are going to hurt us. And I know that. Whatever the bullshit that Trump implemented, it did not hurt my daily day life. Whatever Biden does is not going to hurt my day-to-day life. I just want whatever is going to help everyone who is not already in this space. I just want the political things to happen that will improve the life for everyone. I want everyone to have access to food and shelter, no matter what their situation. And I'm a bleeding heart liberal in that sense. So. <laughs> and I don't, and I, don't, I just don't think that there's anything wrong with that. And I feel like, I don't want to be like, there's so many things wrong with other people who have no capacity to put themselves in somebody else's situation it's not that people are lazy or they, they don't want to work or they just want to live off the government if there are so many other factors and until you experience those I don't understand why you would want to put all those people down I just I just I don't
1: I don't know I think like there's so many world issues going on I got really overwhelmed um when I was I don't know trying to look into all of it and it felt like an impossible task and it felt really hopeless, uh, looking at the future with how things are even, you know, we are quite privileged in Canada, but yeah, we're looking at like right now we have like some of the toughest lockdowns in the world. Like all of our stores have been closed. I haven't, I mean, they just opened up, uh, like all stores are allowed to open up with like very limited capacity, but like malls are closed. And for like a, felt like a couple months, like you couldn't buy anything non-essential. I couldn't go and get nail polish remover. I accidentally painted my toes. I was like, crap, I have to wait for like a week-long delivery off of like (laughs) Amazon to like get this. And like, it's just, it's felt really overwhelming. Like I have two kids who are at home and it's just watching them not be allowed to go to school pretty much like for the last year, they got to go for a very limited time. And when they did, it was like weird as fuck to like, my son, um, like they'll put like a plexiglass between him and the teacher. And I'm like, what are we doing to our kids long-term here? It's like, everybody thinks that we're all just these like walking around deadly biohazards and drives me nuts. But it, it is very overwhelming when you get into like politics and what what's happening in the world. And you look at all of these like uh, like, things that I've, like, people have divided over, and it's, like, you could almost, like, like, what, what are you most passionate about, and for me, instead of, like, letting the overwhelm take me down or um, rob me of any of my energy, I decided to fight with it, fight for something, and for me, that's, like, health empowerment, and I believe that, you know, this is like so true if you want to change the world it starts with yourself it starts with like what you do in your home because in the quantum field and in energy it's like the the ripple effects of like what I do even when no one's looking in in the home affects other people it's kind of like when people get together and meditate on like gratitude like crime uh, rates and stats drop so I'm like if I can you know wake up every day and I'm 1% better every day by dancing or looking at my flowers or, um, getting on a call with someone helping them get off medications that have like pretty much like robbed them of their life at this point, or they feel really disempowered and hopeless and don't know how to make any changes. If I can help like one person and maybe that, um, kind of reunites their connection with their inner being with their intuition, then they'll start being able to make decisions in this life not from what we're told to think and believe and act and all of this that's just like shoved on us constantly um, then that's like a huge win and it is changing the world for me one one step at a time, one person at a time, one conversation at a time. and I feel, really good about that. And it, it is what like gets me up every day and excites me and like inspires me. And it's the whole drive behind like every aspect of my business, because I think as a collective, a lot of us feel very disempowered in different areas of our life. And I can't say that it's like the same across the board, but I think we, we all know pain. We all know what it's like to To feel sad, hopeless, have anxiety, out of control of our life, um, feel like you have to do all of these things, when, you know, maybe it just it takes somebody seeing more in you, showing you another way, expanding your vision, and, you know, helping you with some tools. I I think that's kind of the secret to everything getting better. Um, and whatever that looks like in, in different areas of people life, or people's lives, like there's amaz- amazing pastors out there, or there's amazing school teachers that make huge differences. Like when, when you're in alignment, like it doesn't have to be spiritual. Like you're saying, like, it's like, there's these different people like stationed all across the world that really have passion for humans and they love them and they want to see the best for them. And they, they get to that place from like doing what they love and. And it is little changes, but they're fucking huge changes. That's, that's, yeah, I think like the key here, because when you look at the big picture, you're just going to be frozen and not able to do anything. But I mean, when you, you break it down into what you can do every day, it is like the small little changes we make that change the entire world.
0: Working for the collective, one of my favorite, um, alien-esque theories and life is that all right y'all so editing and cassie here that is actually where i'm going to end part one of my interview with robin obviously tune in next week to find out uh what kind of fun alien conversations we end up having thank y'all